Wow, that was crazy. Glad they got the W, though. Of course I'm talking about the Chicago Bears. Game just ended. 17-13, victory over the New York Giants. I say wow because I'm really glad they got a win. Chicago Bears are 2-0 for the first time since 2013. If you're a Bears fan, that's amazing. You should be happy. Pumped up. Bears are getting W's. Trying to stay optimistic, optimistic, optimistic. Okay, I can't stay that optimistic. They're up 17-0. Mitch Trubisky looked good. Threw two touchdowns in the first half. Looked awesome. Second half comes around. Two interceptions. Only threw for 169 yards in the game. Was 18 of 28. 78 passing rating. To the New York Giants, who are not that good. And Saquon Barkley left. Knee injury. Possible ACL tear. He's on my fantasy football team. I'm not saying this just because he's on my fantasy football team. But I hope he's not that hurt, that serious. That is a crucial injury. Be out for probably the rest of the season, which will be sad. He's an exciting player, big name. Hoping that he can do well in the NFL, perform at his best. But it's the New York Giants, not that good. Barkley not even in the game. And the second half, Chicago Bears looked awful. They were awfully awful. How? To the New York Giants. After having to score 21 points in the second half of week one against the Detroit Lions to get a win. The Lions and the Giants are not good teams. They're not. So what happens next week when the Bears play Atlanta, who can fill up the scoreboard really quickly? Or moving on when they play the Packers or the Vikings. Vikings have been struggling, but they do have the players that can change that around. They're not even playing good teams. The Lions and the Giants are going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Probably five to eight worst teams in the NFL by the end of the year. I really think that. And you're struggling to get those victories. 17 to 13 over the Giants when he had a 17-0 lead. Unexcusable. But Trubisky showed flashes again, just like he did against the Lions. Scored those three touchdowns in the fourth quarter against the Lions. Has two touchdowns against the Giants early on, first half, and he looked good. He wasn't making those mistakes that he usually does, like he did in the second half. I can't be a fan of Mitch Trubisky. I just, I can't. He's so inconsistent. Plays really well, then really bad in the same game. Can't even stay consistent for a full four quarters. How is he the franchise quarterback leading the Chicago Bears? He's got to step it up. He cannot play like that to be the continuous everyday starter. Nick Foles is chopping at the bit to get in the game. I don't know if they're going to make that change if Trubisky does have a great one half. But what happens when the losses start piling up because they're playing better teams? Foles is going to take over. It would be cool if we could just have a good quarterback. I don't care what the name is. Just somebody that can play the position for a full game. Please. That's all we ask for in Chicago. Running back David Montgomery had a good game for the Bears. 16 carries, 82 yards, averaged 5.1 a carry, scored a touchdown, the very first touchdown of the game, 28 yards on a pass from Mitch Trubisky. He had three receptions for 45 yards. The other touchdown from Mitch was to rookie Darnell Mooney, which was a 15-yard grab. He had three receptions for 36 yards. Like I said, good that they got the W, but it would be amazing, amazing, amazing 
to see them be consistent and take over a game. You were up 17-0 and only won by four. And the Giants had an opportunity to win the game at the end. But the D came up big, knocked the ball away, and there was a flag on the Giants offense. Saved by the, the time clock, really, because as the game was ticking away, the Giants were right there and could have scored and took over the game and won it. Why put yourself in those positions when you don't have to? Why can't you just take over a game? Ah, that's the frustration of a Chicago fan. But cannot forget that it was a W. Things to work on, but things to be happy about as well. Speaking of being happy, I am going to say this guy's name every single football Sunday or whenever the Jacksonville Jaguars play because James Robinson is from Rockford, went to Rockford Lutheran. I covered him on the football field and had a great, great, great second week in the NFL. Had his debut last week. This week, 16 carries, 102 yards, his first 100-yard game in the NFL, and scored a touchdown, his first touchdown of his NFL career. Also had 18 yards on three receptions. Jags lost 33-30 to the Tennessee Titans, but in James Robinson's world, a lot of awesomeness, a lot of awesome to work on. No doubt about that, my friends. The first half of the football Sunday games, you know, they start at noon and then they pick up again at 3. It is a little bit before 4 o'clock. I did wait for the Cowboys and Falcons to get over and the Bills and Dolphins so we could talk about all of the first half of Sunday games. The Cowboys were getting their butts whooped by Atlanta for most of the game, and then the Cowboys make a crazy triumphant comeback, win 40-39. to Yes, that's a football game score. More points scored in that game than some junior high or freshman basketball games. But Cowboys get the win. They did not look good early on, but pulled it off. I don't know if that's Cowboys being good or Falcons being bad or a little bit of both. I don't know. Falcons have the ability to give up huge leads. I don't know why, I don't know how, but it seems like they do it every year. At least this time, it's in week two and not the Super Bowl. But still, huge lead, giving up, take the loss, 40-39. You know, being a Bears fan, NFC North fan as well, I hate the Packers more than any franchise in professional sports, but they did thump the Detroit Lions 42-21. So Lions having a rough go, losing to the Bears and Packers weeks one and two of this season. Colts took a 28-11 win over the Vikings. Vikings struggling a little bit, lost the Packers week one. Now the Colts, 28-11. I thought the Vikings were gonna be better. They looked okay against Green Bay last week, but losing by 17 to the Colts, thought they were a little better than that. We'll see how the season goes for them. 49ers bounced the Jets 31-13. Thought that was gonna happen. Bills just, just got by Miami Dolphins, 31-28. The Dolphins had taken the lead in the fourth. Bills found a way to put more points on the board and get the win. Rams 37, Eagles 19. Los Angeles Rams have looked pretty good the first two weeks. Beat Cowboys week one, now the Eagles. Eagles are nothing to brag about. They're fighters, they're scrappers, and they're gonna be in the playoff race come that time of the year, but they're not going to beat good teams, and they're not going to blow people out. So I'm not surprised at this 37-19 loss for Philadelphia at all. Pittsburgh Steelers took a 26-21 win over Denver Broncos. Big Ben, 311 yards, two touchdowns, did throw an interception. 
Big Ben has been playing well. Knock him down a little bit with the interception, but still a W for Pittsburgh. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat Carolina Panthers 37-17. Buccaneers have that potent offense, so they're going to be able to put up points like this every week if they want to. So it has been a fun week of football. Always fun week of football, right? Every time it's Sunday and Thursday and when they do play on Saturdays, football is an awesome time. I guess I skipped the whole intro part, right? This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 110. Or should I just say 110? Eh, either way. 110, 110. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am your host, Brandon LaChance. Thanks for joining me. Always appreciate and love the support of you listening. Try to be informational, a little funny, crack some jokes, have some great guests on. This show's guest is Carrie Damerill. Former St. Bede athletic director and volleyball coach has moved on from St. Bede and is now teaching 8th grade at Metamora. We spoke to her a lot about St. Bede, her career choices, and what she is doing now. Always fun to talk to Carrie. She is an amazing person to chat with. Before we get into some NBA playoffs and local high school sports in the Illinois Valley area, let's have a word from a sponsor. It is tough starting something new. A new business isn't a smooth startup. A new product or service from an existing company isn't as easy as riding a bike either. In the digital world, Jameson Media Services gives that bike new tires, a comfortable cushion, and a motor. No pedals needed. Locally owned Jameson Media Services offers businesses and organizations something extremely important in the technology era digital marketing solutions. To help your professional endeavor prosper and stay successful, Jamison Media Services designs websites, produces videos, manages social media, and has a license to fly drones for photography and video. You choose the vehicle. A new shiny bike made easy to ride, a drone for flashy stylist vibes, or both. Jamison Media Services paves the road and clears the skies for amazing digital marketing solutions. Call 815-866-9352 to contact owner Brett Jamison. Also make sure to check out jamisonmediaservices.com. NBA playoffs, full-fledged. We are in the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Let's run down Friday and Saturday, because today is Sunday, September 20th. Catch up from the last show where we left off Friday. Lakers get the Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals with a 126-114 victory over the Nuggets. Really wasn't close. Lakers played really good ball. Anthony Davis led the Lakers 37 points, 10 rebounds for a double-double. Wasn't the only one, though, as LeBron James, 15 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds. And Contavious Caldwell-Pope also had double-digit scoring with 18 points. Well-rounded. Anthony Davis is a beast. I think the Lakers are going to take this in five, maybe six. A LeBron James team usually loses the first game of a series, but since this didn't happen, I don't think it's going to be extended any further than five. I really don't think it's going to be six. I'm going to go five. I think Lakers in five. I don't think the Nuggets are going to get two games. I really don't. Nuggets are great. Jamal Murray and Nikolai Jokic, which scored 21 points apiece, are fantastic players but I don't think they have what it takes to get past the Lakers. I really don't. Or even win two games on the Lakers. I don't think they have that. Their game two is actually tonight at 6.30. 
I would be really, really surprised if Nuggets pull this one off. I think they win like game four, just trying to stay alive. I don't know if they win game two or three. I wouldn't think so. On Saturday, Eastern Conference Finals had their game three. The Boston Celtics finally got in the win column game three with a 117-106 victory over the Miami Heat. Celtics had four guys with over 20 points. Jalen Brown, 26. Jason Tatum, 25. Kemba Walker, 21. And Marcus Smart, 20. Marcus Smart is an amazing player. I always talk about Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker. I'll throw in Jalen Brown as he is moving up my player list of the people I like to watch and that I'm a fan of. But Marcus Smart plays defense every single possession, is an offensive threat every single possession, and seems like a good teammate. So a great individual player who also helps Boston Celtics win games. I love watching Marcus Smart play. I really do. This Boston Celtics team is exciting and fun, and I hope this series goes seven games. I believe this one's going seven. We could go back and forth each game. Celtics had chances to win both game one and game two. They failed, and the Heat won them, but this series is not going to be over until it's over over, which I believe is going to be seven games. The Heat, though, are also dynamic, a lot of fun to watch, and anybody on this team seems like they can drop in, score points whenever they want to. They had six guys in double-digit scoring. Bam, Adebayo, 27. Tyler Hero came off the bench, scored 22, hit four threes. Jimmy Butler, 17. Duncan Robinson, 13 points, had four threes. Goran Dragic, 11 points. And Jay Crowder had 10. So they got tons of guys that can score points too. This series is going seven. It is fun to watch. I keep saying that because I hope you're tuning in. Thank you Celtics for not falling 3-0 and making me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Thank you. I appreciate that. While we're sitting around our homes watching football games, basketball games, baseball games as they are starting to wrap up the season and go into playoffs, they start September 29th. We have had plenty of time to see things that might need improved or fixed or renovated. Whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help. The family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage additions, and room additions. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have been in construction for over 10 years and are willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured, at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be contacted at the Facebook Olson Construction LLC page or via email olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. I just mentioned MLB playoffs starting September 29th, nine days away from the beginning of those. It is getting fun to see who is clenching playoff bursts. On our show on Thursday, there had only been two teams that had clinched. That was the White Sox and the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know me, I'm pulling for the White Sox. I want to see a Chicago, Chicago World Series. Actually, if you're in the Chicago area, that's all you want to see. Everybody I'm talking to wants to see that. That would be a great World Series. Three more teams in the American League are locked in the playoffs. Tampa Bay Rays, 
have taken the American League East Division. Minnesota Twins, also in the playoffs, took their playoff berth spot in the American League Central Division right behind the White Sox. And the Oakland Athletics, the Oakland A's, have locked down the American League West Division. So American League spots just about wrapped up. Dodgers are still the only team in the NL that have clinched. Cubs are leading the National League Central, but have not taken it yet. Not officially. Four and a half game lead, though. So interesting to see who's going to get in, who's going to be left out. And then we get to October baseball. Fun for all. There's not a lot of high school sports action to mention in today's podcast, but a few things. First, have to say a correction. In Thursday's podcast, I had mentioned the girls swimming meet between LaSalle, Peru, Ottawa Streeter, Co-op, and Morris. LP did win 81-60, but I had said the winner of the diving competition, Ava Adams, was from LaSalle, Peru. She is actually from Morris, not LP, which is kind of crazy because LP doesn't have any divers. They can't train them. They can't show them how to do it. So Morris got 13 points for Ava Adams being able to dive, and LaSalle Peru still got the victory. Apologies to LaSalle Peru and Ava Adams for getting things mixed up there. In Thursday's action, results came out after the podcast had already been recorded, put up. LaSalle Peru boys golf fell to Sycamore 170 to 172, but the Cavalier scores were pretty consistent. Carter Fenzo with a 41, Coleman Rundle with a 42, Drake Hawthorne with a 44, and Connor Normchick with a 45. So all right there, real close, two strokes. That's all they needed. Saturday was the first ever Borough County Match Play Championship in the boys golf spectrum of the world. Princeton won as they won 10 out of 12 matches. Sabee came in second, Hall came in third, and Barrel Valley came in fourth. That was the first ever. First ever. So I'm looking forward to this event every year because it seemed like a cool setup. Having a match play between individual golfers of four teams with really good programs. So I'm looking forward to this every year now. It should be a great competition. Another thing I am always looking forward to is trying to find easy, cool, different ways to try to get in shape. Shed a couple pounds, look a little better. Well, since 2015, LP CrossFit has been offering something unique to the Illinois Valley. Something a lot of us were looking for. A customized way to get in shape while having fun. Whether you're new to exercise or an experienced athlete, LP CrossFit is the right place for you. LP CrossFit is a diverse community with a culture focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. LP CrossFit will help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life. LP CrossFit offers a weekly schedule of classes for every fitness fan. Whether you want to dial up the intensity or take a more relaxed approach, LP CrossFit's trained coaches tailor each and every workout for every athlete in every class. CrossFit classes are programmed with a mixture of body weight, gymnastic, barbell, and other movements to build strength and endurance. All small group classes are coach-led and all movements are infinitely scalable so they can work with any fitness level, injury, or mobility restriction. 
Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook, online at lpcrossfit.com, or in person in the Peru Mall across from Secret Nails. You'll never have so much fun while getting so fit. We have talked about everything that I wanted to. Some NFL action, some NBA action, teams that have clinched playoff bursts in MLB, Major League Baseball, and of course, broke down some local stuff. Sounds like a well-rounded full list of things to chat, converse about. And now we kick it to Kerry Damerel, like I said, former athletic director and volleyball coach at St. Bede, now a junior high teacher at Metamora High School. Don't want to leak any of the awesomeness we talk about, so let's get right to it. We will be back with three awesome episodes this upcoming week. A lot of good ones, a lot of good ones, including Gage Noonan, LP graduate, going to IVCC, and is on his journey to be a professional wrestler. Great, great, interesting chat with him as well. Somebody shooting for his dreams and doing everything that he can to make them happen. Keep paying attention to social media, Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook to find out what days they are on. I would tell you right now, but I don't know what the crazy schedule that I have going on. There will be three a week. There's no doubt about that. But I'm not going to say a day that they're going to be out if I can't promise that. I've actually had to juggle some around when I didn't want to. So keep paying attention to social media and Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We'll let you know when the next episodes are going to be out. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. And feel free to email any questions, suggestions, box scores, personal accomplishments, anything that we should be talking about on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Again, appreciate the love, support, the listens. Keep coming back. We appreciate it. Until next time, peace. School is starting. Kids are back in classes or kids are behind iPads and computer screens doing some Zoom learning, e-learning classes. Usually you know most of the teachers around your schools. I was looking through lists and stuff of schools and teachers and coaches and I seen a name that was missing and I couldn't believe it. I am, of course, talking about Carrie Damrell, who was with St. Bede, now with Metamora. How's it going, Carrie? Going good, Brandon. We'll just start right there. I was really shocked when I did not see you on the St. Bede roster and that I had heard that you had moved on to another school. So we'll just start right there. I mean, you were at St. Bede for 10 years and now moved on to Metamora. So let's start there. And how have you liked the transition so far? Yeah, I took a position at Metamora. And the position came out open and the opportunity presented itself to me. I wasn't looking to leave St. Bede. Uh, However, the proximity to my home and my family is about 10 minutes. So it was just something that I felt that was an opportunity for me to take. And so far, so good. I'm happy with the move and the opportunity to teach at this, this new place, this new school. And I can't deny that the fact is that I can be home, you know, right away after school to help with my kids and help with my family is uh, been a definite change of pace. But we are all adjusting and, and I'm liking it so far. So if you're 
school that you're teaching at now is only 10 minutes away. How far was St. Bede from your residence? Uh, it took me about 38 minutes to get to St. Bede every day, one way. It added a lot of time in a day there and then back, and it just became, you know, it was too much to go home in between school and games. It added a lot of time to the day, and I did it for a long time, and I was happy to do it because I, I loved it at St. Bede. But, uh, you know, I have two small kids still at home, and one of them is starting her junior high season with sports, and the other one is in third grade. So it was just, you know, time for me to be able to spend some time with them and get to their activities and get to their get to their programs and, and being able to shuttle them to and from their games and their practices. Uh, so it just kind of made sense at this point in my life to to be closer to home and, and more available for them. Definitely understand that, and we'll get right back to that. I just have to ask this question because I think about this all the time and different jobs I've had and where I was located. So school starts pretty early, and you had different hats at St. Bede, including athletic director, and you were a volleyball coach. So for you to make your meetings or classrooms, things that you had to do for St. Bede, what time did you have to leave your house to get to school? <laughs> well, um, on a good day, I, should, I, I needed to leave about 6.45. So that put me at school about 7.35. And then once I talk to 12 people in the hallways on the way up to the classroom, you know, get the classroom open up for class to start. And now I, I don't have to leave my house until 7.40 to get to, to get to school on time. So, yeah, big difference. Yeah, at 6.30, I bet you 96% of the people listening to this podcast right now are still sleeping. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Not, it's not a bad thing. Not a lot of people like to be up that early and, and on their way to work at 6.45 in the morning. But a lot of people do it. But uh, like I said, it's nice to be able to help my kids be ready for school. I can actually take them to school in the morning and then, and then head on to work. So it's nice. So we were just talking about, you know, obviously... You were at St. B, now you're at Metamora. Now that you're at Metamora, you can be with your younger kids in the morning, get them ready for school, get to see them more often. But while you were at St. B, you had older kids that were going to high school at St. B. So were you able to be around them more since they were in the same school as you? You had Alexa on your volleyball program, on your team. So was it just kind of making that shift because those kids are older and out of high school and now you have these kids in younger school? Yeah, yeah. So when I was at St. Bede, Alexa came in as a freshman, and, you know, it was really nice because we got to commute to school together, and I got to spend a lot of time with her, obviously, and it was easy for me to attend all of her games and all of her activities, um, and then, of course, coaching her in volleyball uh, throughout her sophomore, junior, and senior year, and then Brayden has been there. He came in, obviously, as a freshman, and, again, it was just super easy for me to get him to, to school, get him to his games, go to all of his games, attend all of his things. And then my husband was home, you know, after his job and was able to help take care of the two little kids. So we kind of split the duties for a while. And now that Alexa and Brayden are moving on, you know, they're, Alexa's in college now and, and Brayden's a senior, you know, I just felt like this opportunity and this time with my younger kids isn't going to last forever. So I uh, jumped on the opportunity to be able to spend more time with him and 
and just see them more often and be more present in their life because, you know, putting in 12-hour days at St. Bede, which, again, I, I loved. I loved my time at St. Bede, but I took a lot of time from me away from seeing them and, and what they were doing. So, you know, it just, it just seemed like this was an opportunity. And, you know, they're only young once, so I'm going to take advantage of being able to spend some more time with them. So in other words, you got like an A-plus in adulting and making good decisions for your family. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? Well, I don't know. <laughs> A-plus in adulting. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, who knows? We'll see. I, I, I don't know what I want. A-plus in adulting, A-plus in parenting. I don't know. That stuff. That stuff. But in, but in any case, like I said, be able to, you know, have breakfast with them in the morning and then be here at night has just been really nice. Definitely. Now, is Brayden still at St. Bede, or is he going to Metamora? No, Brayden's at St. Bede. He's a senior, and he is, you know, obviously a sports is a big part of our family, so he's hoping and, and praying that the sports seasons will, will occur uh, for him. But, yeah, he's, he's at St. Bede. That's where he belongs. That's where he's been. That's where his friends are. He likes it there. So, you know, that's where he needs to stay. That's where he needs to be. And we, we're very supportive of of that decision and we look forward to you know going and watching him hopefully do his activities and, and his sports hopefully hopefully fingers crossed this year so is he gonna commute every day make the same commute that you did yeah yeah that's... yeah Braden commutes every day <laughs> you know he he doesn't love it as much as as much as i did but you know that's hard on a that's hard on teenagers to get in the car and you know, have to drive forty minutes to school one way. That that's hard on him, and it gets old because he is away from his friends. But you know, we made that commitment a long time ago with Alexa and and Braden. Braden just the same. So we've adjusted, and we've adapted, and it's just kind of what we know at this point for them. So it's all good. Always taking positives from things. He has plenty <laughs> of time to listen to Edge of Your Seat podcast on his rides to school. <laughs> You know, I will mention that to him and tell him that that will be available and that will make that 40-minute drive seem like no time at all. And especially when this one comes out, he's like, oh, I miss my mom today. You can just put on that Jersey podcast and you're right there. That's right. That's right. I took for granted the times of, of driving Alexa to school and, and driving home at night because that's about 40 minutes of uninterrupted time and they, they have to sit there and talk to you. So, Braden and Alexa probably don't miss it as much as I do, but, you know, that was that was a nice opportunity. If they can't walk away from you. They're sitting right there and they, they got to talk to you. So, uh, we'll see. They'll miss it as they get older. I was kind of the same way with the people that were around me. And then as you get older, you're like, man, I wish I could have just, you know, had more time to talk to them. They'll miss it when they get older. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we mentioned 10 years teaching at St. Bede, and then you were the head volleyball coach for five years. You did say it was tough to move away or walk away from St. Bede to go to Metamora. What are some things that you're going to miss the most from St. Bede? I know volleyball was a very big passion love for you so are you gonna miss the extremely hot volleyball gym <laughs> i don't know if i'll miss the heat in uh abbott vincent gymnasium but you know i will miss the atmosphere um that's president st Bede with parents and students i'll miss the kids that i have had for years i will miss the the family feel that's present there the small school feel that that is present there and coaching. Coaching in general, you know, it's been a part of my life for a really long time. 
I didn't step into any coaching um, right now, and I'm not ruling it out in the, in the future. But, you know, again, right now it's time to, to spend with my family. And I miss, you know, a lot of the faculty. I miss my principal, Mrs. Mershon, and definitely some of the friends that I have made over the years working there. They really made that place feel like home away from home, especially when you spend so much time there. So, of course, a lot of a lot of people and a lot of you know coaches, coaches that I have that have worked with and spent so much time with over the years. Coaches who have taught me a lot because they have just had more experience, and I enjoyed talking with them and learning from them over the years. So. You know, it was really, really hard to walk away. It was really, it really saddened me to do it just because I felt like I have been there for a good number of years. I hope, you know, had created some, some good things and some good, you know, moving things in, in a good positive direction um, for my time there. So it was very, very sad to walk away. Like I said, I don't want to ex-nay St. Pete off my future as far as obviously going back up there this year, hopefully to watch Braden participate. But I hope I made some lasting friends there who I can, you know, still see and and still sit down and and share some laughs with. So mostly I'll miss that. I don't know that I'll miss the drive, and I don't know that I'll miss how hot that gym will get, but, you know, there's there's a lot of good memories that I'll take from St. Pete moving forward. Definitely. Yeah. And taking your place, well, your place can never be taken. Trying to take your place <laughs> as as yeah. athletic director Nick McCaughlin and then Abby Bosnich was just recently hired as the head volleyball coach. Obviously, you know Abby, she was your assistant coach for the last couple years. With them taking your positions, were you able to, you know, chat with them before you left and they came into the roles and to, you know, try to give them some words of advice? Yeah. I spoke with Nick a couple times. Um, I sat down with him a couple times and kind of showed him some things to maybe help him uh, make the transition into the office. He seems very organized and very attentive to everything. I think he's going to uh, fit into that office quite well. I think he's going to do quite well there. Abby, you know, I've, I have grown to really admire and uh, love the way Abby's style of coaching. You know, we coached against each other at one time when she was at Bureau Valley. And I don't want to say we didn't have love for one another, but you know, we were opposing coaches, and we were bo- we're both competitive. So, you know, when I asked her to come on board with AP, she was excited to do it. We really created a nice relationship, a, more of a co-coaching relationship. You know, we could bounce ideas off of each other, and a lot of times we thought in the exact same way about what we should do and how we should do it. So. You know, Abby stepping into this position, again, I've talked to her several times over the last couple of weeks. Um, she's going to do fabulous. She is driven. She is competitive. And, you know, she has history with St. Bede as far as uh, being an alumni. She's on the only team that, that has won a regional to this point. So she has a lot of history there. And she has definitely the drive to push St. Bede to that next level of volleyball and I know she will step in and fill the role just perfectly so I don't have any 
you know, I'm not nervous about it at all. I think she's going to do great things. And she's got a lot of talent coming up, and she's got a good staff underneath her, so she's going to do just fine. When you brought her into the St. B program, was it kind of like, you know what, I'm tired of coaching against you. How about you be on my team? We can do this together. <laughs> was it one of those? <laughs> you know what? You know what it was? We were we were at a game, and she was in the stands watching, and I had met Abby. Of course, I knew her from, from coaching at, at Bureau Valley, but also I had met her through the Bosniks, through uh, Macy, because uh, she's Macy's cousin. So one night we were at, we had a game, and Jim Anger was broadcasting our game in the gymnasium, and he was desperate for a co-host because he didn't know a lot about volleyball. And he asked me, he goes, you gotta, you gotta help me find somebody to get on the radio. And I'm looking around and I look around like, oh, she's perfect. She, she knows so much about the game. So I ask her, or I tell her, I should say, that I really need her to, to get on the radio with Jim Enger and help him out because he doesn't know much about volleyball. And she did it. And honestly, that's kind of how the coaching relationship kind of started with her helping out on the radio, and then we just talked more and more and more, and that next year, um, a spot opened up for me as, for an assistant, and I just, I said, you know what, I think this would be a great fit for you, and again, I like her style and her competitive nature, so yeah, it worked out, it's crazy how it worked out, but that's really how it started, I asked her to be on the radio to, to broadcast with Jim Enger. That's crazy. So it started by throwing her to Jim, <laughs> throwing her to the wolf, and WSOG. Uh, so she had no idea she was doing it, and I was so desperate. And our game is getting ready to start. So she was just like, well, I guess I can. And, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how it really started. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah she never lets me forget it either. <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff with the gyms, too, for WSOG. They're, they're good guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was sad when Jim Anger uh, passed away last year, but Jim Perona continues to to broadcast for them, and I know uh, Tom McGonagall is, you know, helps him broadcast with football games, and they do a nice job. They do a nice job. Yeah, rest in peace to Jim Anger. That was sad news. He was a great yeah. guy. Yeah, he was. He was a really, really sweet man. So while you were at St. Bede, you were coaching high school. Now that you're at Metamora, you are in an elementary school now? I am teaching eighth grade. Yeah, I'm in the junior high. Yep. J- junior high, I guess that's a little above elementary school. <laughs> just a little, just a little, yep. It's just eighth grade social studies. Is it different for you from going from high school kids to junior high? Is there much of a difference? Well, I would imagine there will be because I at St. Pete I was teaching juniors. It's just three, a big three-year difference. But right now we are 100% remote at Metamora, so I haven't had an opportunity to have the kids in the classroom yet. We're just doing a lot of uh, remote learning via Google Classroom and Google Meets, and and we've only really been able to get to know one each, one another. Uh, that way so is it different for sure but honestly the biggest difference for me this year is just not having kids in the classroom this whole year has just been a giant I, I don't even know what to call it just like a grab bag of the worst things that you think could ever happen to you in your entire life all in the same year 
it, it really has been. 2020 has really not, I mean, I just keep thinking I'm not going to be surprised at what happens next, but, but I really have been. And uh, unfortunately, not all of them have been good things. So, yeah, here we go with, you know, wrapping it up and wrapping up the year. And I, and I hope that we move, can move on to, to better things and better times. That's for sure. Yeah, we always say how time goes by so fast and, you know, one day you're 10 years old and then you wake up and you're 45, you know, things like that. This is the first time in my life that I've ever wanted to push the fast forward button. Like, okay, let's just get through this. I don't even want to stick around. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I love the fact that uh, I, I'm just craving some back to normal. I want a back to normal. I want some normalcy back in our lives and I don't know if that's going to happen. I think our, our new normal is quite different, you know, than what we've ever had before. So it'll be interesting to see what things will look like in one year from now. You know, at least I hope we can uh, either embrace the new normal or in any case, you know, we can get past the pandemic and get people feeling better and find something to, to get us back to some normalcy. Definitely. I totally agree with you. During the initial COVID-19 coronavirus shutdown where pretty much the world was on pause. Did you do anything cool? Build a house? Buy something cool? Like a lot of people were doing different things. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's cool what we did, but our family fell into the what we call the pandemic puppy. We got a puppy because we were all home, and it just seemed like well, what a great idea to get a puppy. We've added a golden retriever to our to our household. His name is Bo. He has been interesting. I will say that, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's been a nice addition. And other than doing just regular old puppy stuff, he's been fun to have around. And uh, he, he doesn't quite know what to do this last week with the kids now being gone to school and. And Alexa went back to college, and now he's just kind of moving around. He doesn't know what to do without all the feet. You know, moving around the house and the, and the busyness that used to be the house when we were all home so much. So hopefully, um, that won't uh, <laughs> that'll, that'll get better. It'll, it'll be a little a little better for Bo around the house, a little quieter. But but we'll see. But yeah, that was really only the crazy thing we did is we got a puppy. Yeah, I can't even imagine that transition. You have so many people at the house doing stuff, probably petting you, playing, going walks, all that other stuff. And then it just stops, and the dog has no idea what's going on. All four kids are home since March a lot. And he, he always got attention. He always got to go for a walk when he wanted to because there was always somebody to take him. And he always got to do this, that, or the other. And uh, now all of a sudden, it's... It's school time, and, and he's like, what the heck? Where's everybody at? What are we doing? Where are we going? And uh, everyone's tired, and, you know, they're getting home from school, and they don't want to do much, so it's quite the transition, but uh, but he's doing all right. He's getting big, and he's a dog. He's a big puppy at this point, that's for sure. So he's doggy adulting early. <laughs> yes, he is. He sure is. Uh, that's, oh, funny. Yeah. that's funny alright yeah. before I leave you before we get off of here Edge of Your Seat Podcast I've been doing these little games mix it up not always talking about sports 
And during those long drives, I know you were probably listening to a lot of music. We were talking about kind of music, and 90s bands seem to be your thing, huh? Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a 90s girl. I graduated right smack dab in the middle of, of the 90s, and uh, I still listen to it. And that you can bet that on the, on the drives, I listen to a ton of music, for sure. All right, so I'm going to pick four bands... And we're going to rank them. So one will be the one that you like the most, to the second, et cetera, et cetera, to four being the worst. Okay. Are you, right. you're, ready, you're ready for this? I'm ready. All right. We'll go Red Hot Chili Peppers, Green Day, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> this is easy. I'm going to go Green Day. I'm going to go Smashing Pumpkins at number two. I'm going to go Nirvana at number three and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They don't even need to be on the list. You can just, you know, they're, they're way down there. Way, way down there. Wow, Red Hot Chili Peppers, no love. <laughs> no love. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you did do that really quickly, so you like Green Day. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. You're like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, no way. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. No, no, their music is not for me. It's not my bag. Okay, so if we move them out and put Foo Fighters in the mix, where do they stand? Oh, they're like number one. They are my favorite band of all time. Of all time? I drug, oh, of all time. They are, they are the top of my list. Was it, I think last year? Last year or two years ago, I drug Brayden. <laughs> probably 16 at the time to a Foo Fighters concert. I had never been, and uh, we went two years ago. I drug him with me, and, I mean, you would never, ever seen a mom and a 16-year-old son rock out more than, than, I, made, than I made Brayden at that Foo Fighters concert. <laughs> That's awesome. But we had a great time. They are my all-time favorite. Very cool. How is he the one that got dragged to into it or did he say hey I'll go with you and that's what happened or what well you know it was uh, it was a Christmas the tickets were, were a gift and I was uh, trying to figure out who to take and he he of course was interested in going because who, who doesn't want to go to a fighter's concert um, I'm, I'm sure you know going with your mom almost broke the deal but uh we went and we had a we had a great great time. It did not disappoint whatsoever. That's awesome. That is very cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a true true story, and we loved it. We loved every second of it. And I think Brayden did too. I think he enjoyed it, even though he was with his mom. <laughs> Believe it or not, you know I am a boy and I have a mom and all that other stuff. We actually enjoy spending time with our moms from time yeah. to time. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. I said to him the other day, you know, I'm really going to miss, I'm not going to get to see you as much because we used to see each other and, and you know, ride to school together and it's just not going to happen anymore. And I guess that's just a sign, you know, we're getting older and you don't get to see him as much. But we've had some good times. The Foo Fighters concert's got to be at the top of the list, for sure. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Thank you, Carrie, for joining us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It has been awesome catching up. I am glad that you are excited and happy with the new chapter in your life. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Brandon, for, for reaching out. I really enjoyed talking to you. I think your podcasts are awesome. 
you're doing a lot of great things, giving some people some voices to be heard about different topics. And I was, you know, more than happy to uh, to talk with you today.